ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB, and today's guest is the Ottawa-born, Calgary-bred, Ava Lawless. How you doing today? You all right? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, I'm kind of battling a cold. Not COVID, just a cold, but uh, up and up, so I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. It may have just froze just then, but uh, as long as you're feeling better, because I know you're <laughs> feeling a bit rough this week, and, yeah. you know, we have to delay, but the fact that you made the effort still to come to the show, it's much appreciated. Thank you. Um, I'm going to kickstart this episode by not talking about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I actually want to talk to you about a certain football oh. tournament that happened because uh, I saw it on your social media and I can <laughs> imagine you celebrated all week long. You know, I'm going to talk about it was the Euro 2020 <laughs> tournament, football for the American or anyone else outside of the UK, soccer. I want to talk to you. How did you feel about Italy winning the Back. tournament? Well, obviously, you probably know that I am Italian, so I was very excited about it. Um, <laughs> I fortunately, like in 2006, when Italy won it in Germany, my family was super ecstatic about it. And there's a little Italy here in in, um, in Ottawa and, you know, a bunch of cities have little Italy. So um, little Italy basically explodes with celebration and food and happiness. And oddly enough, Queen is always playing for some reason. You know, we are the champions of somehow like the anthem. I don't know. But wow, what an intense final match that was. And, you know, I went to watch it in a pub and I would say the ratio of English fans and Italian fans was not even. It was probably like 85% English and 15% Italian. But I actually jumped over a table. Like I ran <laughs> and I jumped over a table and to celebrate with other Italian fans because we were, you know... In that moment, nothing else matters. You don't, these people aren't strangers, you know? And yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I think I'm very fortunate that my team has won two cups in my lifetime. And I'm not that old. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> <there's> more. <laughs> I'm glad you got to celebrate and enjoy it. I watched it. And when the first goal happened, I went nuts. It's coming home. I was literally planning my holiday. Oh. And then... Got, you got the equalizer and then we lost some penalties and then I literally walked yeah. home and cried and just no nah, I didn't want to talk oh about it I thought football's you coming know, home <laughs> I know but it, it went to Rome instead but honestly like if Italy's not in um any of the tournaments I usually lean towards England so this was a little like, <laughs> yeah it was a little like a little tipsy for me there but and I also know, you know, I have some English friends and I also know how important it is to y'all. Like I know just how passionate you guys are. And I, like I said, I've been fortunate that we won in 2006. So I know <laughs> what that's like and I know what that feeling is like. So there was a small part of me that was like, you know, if we lose to England, at least I know like my English friends will be so ecstatic. That being said, I don't want to lose to England. <laughs> So, um, I get it, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for it to happen in my lifetime, but football will come home, but we didn't say when. 
but I'm going to go back to the wrestling because I'm I'm going to assume most of my listeners don't care about the football. But I had to talk to someone about it, and you've been an Italian fan. Why not? So let's go back to the wrestling, and I'm going to ask yeah. you, what was your first wrestling-related memory? Okay. This is kind of hard for me to piece together because I can't, I don't know the exact match. I mm-hmm. don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I was in my grandmother's basement. We used to all get together, uh, that big Italian family. And uh, we would always watch like the pay-per-views. And I feel like we watched Raw together as well. And I was like a little girl and I was um, sitting on this couch that was outside of the living room because I wasn't really into wrestling mm-hmm. um, because I was like five or six. <laughs> and I remember I wandered into the living room and I think, God, it was either like the brood or Kane because it was fire. I know that for sure. (laughs) And I just was like mesmerized by it. So then I just started joining my family every time they watched wrestling. And then I just kind of deep dived into it. So Mm. yeah, I can't say exactly what it was, but I know it was a wrestler with fire. And at that time it was either the brood or his Kane. So I love them both. So it makes sense. No, that's cool. I used to yeah. love the brood. So you basically grew up in the attitude era oh, yeah. at the hottest period of wrestling of all time. One day we'll get back there. Who knows? But that was, I smile thinking about it now. And it was just such a good time to be a wrestling fan. And the fact that you would carry on. Um, what actually inspired you to become a full-time wrestler? Well, a professional wrestler. Yeah. Let's make it full-time. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Let's make it full-time. Um, <laughs> what, I guess, honestly, growing up, I was really inspired by China and Lita. Mm -hmm. I just thought these two women don't fit the norm. And I feel like I don't fit the norm. You know, I was a tomboy kid and I was always like wrestling with my brother and like running around outside and just, I followed in his footsteps everywhere. Everything he liked, I liked. And I think I found myself in those two women, especially. And I just thought like, if I could be so unapologetically myself, the way that they are, oh, that would be so cool. And like, Obviously, the theatrical aspect of it was really entertaining. Yeah. And growing up, I just always wanted to do it, but I didn't do it. That's the thing is I, I didn't know how to go about it. And I kind of let life take over. And then a couple of years ago, I was just like, if not now, when? You know, if I'm not going to do it now, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So um, I kind of just bit the bullet and went for it. And I think my biggest regret is not doing it sooner for like for how much I've fallen in love with it. I wish I did it right from the right from the gate, you know. Yeah, no, I understand that, but you did do it. You know, you didn't wake up twenty years later and shit. I should have done that. And (laughs) you would go on to be trained by Richard, other way around, Michael Richard Blaze, who was actually Mm -hmm. trained by Tyson Kidd. um, Yeah, and he's been in WWE himself, your coach. And, you know, you can't ask for a better coach who himself has learned from someone I consider one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. How was he as a coach? Absolutely. Uh, Mike is very, very inspiring as a coach. Mm. He is absolutely one of the hardest working, most creative individuals I've ever known. He brings things to the table that I would never consider. And he's just so, so talented. Like if I could even be 10% the wrestler he is, then I know I'm doing a good job. And he, he definitely is the type of person where he's like, if you believe in yourself, then I'll believe in you. So mm. like, as long as you have that passion and that will, then he's going to have that exact same passion and will for you to succeed. And um, I think you really need that. You need that support system, right? You need someone who's not just going to take your money and then like turn a blind eye. He's going to yeah. put in 110% to you as long as you put in 110% for yourself. 
Um, so he's been fantastic. Um, and you know, it's not like I did a few months and then called it a day. Like if I can still get in the ring with him or, you know, with the people that he trains with, then I'll do it because there's always something to learn and I am always ready to pick his brain. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Sounds like a good coach. Yeah. Uh, what was some of the biggest challenges of your wrestling training? Some of my biggest challenges I think would be self-confidence, like really believing that I could do the things that were being asked of me. Yeah. And honestly, I can do them. It's just believing in myself to do it. Uh, I definitely get a little shy or a little scared, but then once I know that I can do something, I'm like, oh my God, that wasn't that hard at all. So yeah. Definitely like pushing myself to actually just like be ambitious and try. I would say that's one of the more difficult things. Cardio, I, <laughs> who likes cardio? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I would definitely say like pushing myself is the biggest one for sure. And what's, yeah. I want to go back to you because you're speaking very high of your coach and he sort of seemed very committed as you know, it's basically giving advice what has been some of the best advice that you have been given and that you've taken with you in your wrestling career so far oh that's good that's good well I know there was this other coach that uh Mike trains with his name is heavy metal he says that confidence is free and I thought like that's that's so true like you don't have to earn it you don't have to buy it you just have to have it you know you mm. just have to go into it with a willingness and and I guess assurance that you can do it so that was definitely good advice. And then when it comes to Mike, that's really good. Mike has just said so many things to me over time that I'm like, where do I pick? Where do I pick? You know, that's a hard one. I don't know. I just know Mike's going to be like, come on. <laughs> Out of everything, you got to pick a <laughs> You're, you're going to hear about this in training next time when you do go. <laughs> I know. Mike, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully he can plug the podcast as well. Um, sorry, cheap plug. Got to uh, do what yeah. you do. Um, is there anyone in wrestling past? Yeah. I know you kind of mentioned Gangrel and China and later, but I want to ask, now that you have become a wrestler, is there anyone that you've kind of mm. looked at in terms of studying? Uh, someone that you've discovered that's sort of, oh, look, check this person out. See how they bumble. See how they work mm. or, you know, tell a story. Because I've heard from my people, like, when they liked this person younger, but then they've been told to watch this and, oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I definitely, it's hard to say because like I grew up in the attitude era and like, for instance, like Bret Hart was like not as prevalent, right? Mm. Um, so as I got older, I watched a lot more Bret and obviously I fell in love with Bret and he's, he's the goat to me. He is the one. Is he like a god, by <laughs> um, the way, in your, in your country? I just have to ask. I feel like in the country, like maybe in Calgary for sure. Like I, mm. I live in Calgary. So definitely to us wrestlers, I feel like he is, you know, top notch. Um, but yeah, he's, he's pretty well known around Calgary, of course. So I definitely like to go back and uh, study Brett stuff for sure. Cause I just think he is the smoothest, crispest and just best, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but I try to watch like matches that I haven't seen before, or uh, I'll dive into like ECW. Like I watch a, a lot of Mike Awesome because for being such nice. a big man, I just thought he was so good, you know? Like, I love yeah. his theme song. So good. Oh, I know. He's, he was incredible. He was great. Um, yeah. And I try to watch like a lot of Kurt Angle. Because mm -hmm. I think as a kid, obviously I'm watching it from a sports entertainment standpoint, right? I'm yeah. watching it like I, I'm, I'm falling for it, I guess. And uh, now I, I try to watch it from an analytical standpoint. And then I guess there are certain wrestlers today too that I, I really take an interest in their work. So I really love Asuka, for example. 
she's so great. Um, and I love Pete Dunn, uh, Chris Brooks. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> there's. Yeah, so I, I didn't re- didn't think I'd hear Chris Brooks' name mentioned on there. I really like him. Someone I've seen. He's oh really yeah, good. he's really good. Yeah, like he. Yeah, I, I had a phase where I just watched so much progress that. You know, oh, progress plan, nice. First <laughs> yeah. progress. Don't be a dick. Love it. Oh, I love yeah, progress. Exactly. Yeah, no. Um, I yeah, I love Ridgeway too. Yeah, it was just I used to watch it a lot live. It's just oh, it's yeah. a great atmosphere. Just punk rock and it's awesome. So I'm being a fanboy. Um, that's being professional. Um, one thing I want to ask is yeah. you've also done a day camp with Lance Storm, who is another wrestler who's highly yeah. respected as a wrestler and a coach. How was that for you? Mm-hmm. At first it was intimidating, you know, very serious man. I just realized how nasal I sound. I'm so sorry, y'all, for who are listening. So good, so right. <laughs> yeah, very serious, obviously. But then, like, once you get in the ring with him and, like, he vibes with you, very, like, jokey, has great stories, and really a supreme athlete. Like, he was running the ropes and doing all this crazy stuff, and I was just like, wow, of course, like, you know, mm. he's so, um, he's held in such a high regard for a good reason. Nice. Love Lance Storm. Did he crack any jokes by any chance? No? No jokes by Lance Storm? <laughs> I feel like he did. He did crack one, actually. But yeah, he's a pretty serious guy. I think our goal was to make him laugh, so <laughs> it worked. Yes! <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, one thing I want to point out, something you said to me on Instagram, is there wasn't a lot of wrestling in Canada due to the pandemic. I know America were a bit lucky. They were able to continue mm-hmm. a lot of the shows. In the UK, we were the same as you guys we were sort of suffering from lack of wrestling. I want to ask from your point of view, and I actually want to see if you discovered any new hobbies or interests during these strange times, basically. I know we're coming out of them, but during that time, uh, when you sort of weren't able to wrestle, did you discover any like um, any new shows, any new hobbies? Mm. Actually, I played I played video games mostly. <laughs> nice. um, <laughs> I did, I, I think I, I finished Horizon Zero Dawn, The Last of Us 2. I started on a Resident Evil. So I, I, I started on Call of Duty. <laughs> like I, just, <laughs> I guess I just got submerged into other alternate realities, you know. Yeah. The world was a bit miserable. I need some I zombies guess, in my life. <laughs> yeah, let's just make things more depressing. <laughs> and I guess I, I binge watched a lot of TV shows, actually. I think I watched The Wilds. I watched Big Little Lies. Um, I always kind of wander back to a few sitcoms too so i always like crush the office fresh prince the name i discovered the office in the pandemic oh my god the it's american so one funny. i'm assuming uh, it, it's really strange <laughs> because i'm obviously from england and ricky gervais is like a comedy like a comedy got it right but i prefer the american office and it's like mm-hmm. blasphemy down here i get dirty looks if i say it, but honestly the american office up until mm-hmm. season eight it's just comedy gold i love it michael scott and i could have actually a podcast just talking about it but i won't there's <laughs> probably listeners like shut up talk about wrestling again <laughs> but i did i did watch the british one too and there are like similarities um yeah i did like it i do like british humor so i did like it mm. I, it is different it's a bit more dry a bit more dreary you know yeah um, um a bit on the nose but I did like it, but I do agree that the US version of The Office took on its own life. It and did, that's okay especially too. after the first season. I watched first season, I was like, oh. and then I was like, no, just give it a chance, give it a chance. And then it really got good. And like you like said, it's like went on its own little mm-hmm. journey. And just, I can see why everyone loves it. It's so good. If anyone has listened to this, hasn't seen either Office, 
go watch the American office, then the British office, because most of my listeners are actually American. <laughs> so God bless America. Uh, oh. Terrible, terrible accent, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> um, back to the wrestling. <laughs> when did you make your official wrestling debut? What are we, 2021? December 2019. Oh, nice. Yeah, December 2019. And did you have any family or friends there, by the way? I like to ask this because since I've started it, I've actually discovered a lot of people actually have their friends and family there and they'll actually get really involved mm-hmm. into it. So I just want to hear it. I want to hear how it was for you. What's the experience like? Yeah, a bunch of my friends came out for it. It was uh, three hours from Calgary. And I remember when I walked through the curtain, they just exploded with like cheers. And I was like, oh God, I got to keep a straight face, you know? And it, it definitely helps having that support system. And honestly, mm-hmm. you're not going to get them at every single show because the more you wrestle, you know, there's going to be more dates. And if they're not wrestling fans already, they're going to check out at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I did have a pretty big match about a week or two ago where I told a few people like, hey, this is one I think you guys don't want to miss. And I could hear them in the crowd. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's, I don't know, uplifting. And it really adds to the energy of the room, right? So. Yeah, definitely. And did you get the victory, by the way? I have to ask. You know, I did, but not in the way I wanted. <laughs> oh, oh, do tell, do tell. Uh, it's still, uh, you still got to win. That's the main thing. Doesn't matter how you win. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Not many people get a win over this man, so I will wear that badge proudly. <laughs> nice, wear it, wear it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna ask, it's only because it gets mixed reviews. And I personally, if it's done right, I honestly don't mind that. I want to know your thoughts on intergender wrestling because I know you basically mm-hmm. participated in it. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but like I said, if it's done well, then who cares? But I want to know basically how do you feel about it, and um, you know, just basically if you can talk about the process of it do you feel like there's actually um storytelling to it it's more than people think there is because i know like yeah jim Cornette and people like that yeah, nah, nah, nah. but i want to hear from you because you've actually mm-hmm. done it um i definitely i actually i i enjoy it mm-hmm. honestly i do you know sometimes you get to do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do because yeah. usually i'm working girls exactly like me and that's totally fine but yeah you get to be a bit more adventurous and i would definitely say that before you even plan it out or give it a story it already has a story because you have two different genders you know on a opposing yeah. side obviously on a bigger scale I can see why it's not done mm-hmm. but for me working the indies it's fun it's something different and you know some portion of the crowd is going to be interested and they're going to be curious and then some portion of the crowd is just not going to like it so mm. you got to find that middle ground I do personally enjoy it but I also trained with mostly men yeah. So I think maybe I just have that natural comfort when mm-hmm. working with them. Like it doesn't intimidate me in any way or scare me or make me feel lesser than or anything. Uh, fortunately, all the guys that I grappled with when in training, super respectful and just understood that it wasn't them facing a girl. It was just them facing another wrestler. So I think that really helped. So mm. I think on the indie scene, yeah, I, I enjoy it. And if it's a good story, why not and if it's believable I think that's the most important aspect is like how you tell that story then yeah why not I but I do understand on a bigger scale why it's not done no that's cool I like to like to hear that the explanation that you just provided you know it, I think a lot of lessons like that anyway you know it's some things you might not like there's some things you do like you know but you've got to balance it as well you've got to give it a bit of everything that's it um mm-hmm. 
You seem to be a regular in real Canadian camera. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you seem to be a regular in real Canadian wrestling. Can you explain to listeners why they should watch that promotion? Because uh, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me on what you call it podcast. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I just started working for them, but it's been uh, great. You know, we have weekly wrestling. So every Friday night you can catch me working for them. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think the vibe is really cool. You know, I, I kind of like that, I guess, progress vibe, right. Where it's like kind of underground, it's like dark. And, mm-hmm. um, so they, they have that element and obviously Mike is in the company. So, you know, that no matter what, if he's on the card, you're getting your money's worth because he will turn out all the stuff. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if you want to support wrestling, if you want to prove that you love wrestling in Calgary, then that's where you need to be. And yeah, hopefully I will be popping up in other places soon too, because that would be awesome. <laughs> no, awesome. And plus you're there as well. That, that is the yes, I'm there. <laughs> you want to see me. Absolutely. I um, will shake hands and kiss babies left and right. <laughs> even, in, even in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. From a distance, I will shadow it. <laughs> oh, I forgot what my next question was, sorry. Um, no. Right, so... My first introduction to you was actually your appearance on Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Really mm. enjoyed it. Uh, you came across very well on it. Uh, and I know you're big into your horror movies. Uh, you've got tattoos and you know, horror films as well. I've actually got a Chucky tattoo, just for a say. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. Really nerd, but I don't care. <laughs> um, so I. I think the listeners might want to hear, what are some of your favourite horror films? Sure, yeah, let's dive into it. My favorite one ever, obviously, if you found me from the uh, Juice Wrestling Podcast, we talked a lot about Return of the Living Dead, which zombie movie, punk rock, comedy, horror. I don't know how you could go wrong with those things. Mm -hmm. So that's up there. I really love the Amitable Horror from 1979. Let me think here. Um, Reanimator. I think I said these in, in that one too, but I guess I just really liked them. I love a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies, so... Um, Rear Window, Psycho. Um, Psycho's amazing. One of the best oh, movies yeah. I've seen. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so fantastic. And Hitchcock is unwaveringly the best. <laughs> like, I love Head of his pretty time. much every. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Pretty much love anything he does. Really love um, Silence of the Lambs. I'm trying to Such a great film. Yeah. But just that one scene, just like he's like, <laughs> puts his leg to Yeah. I won't Very say on here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel that film might be a bit ruined because of South Park. They've taken the piss out a few times, especially like the toilet paper episode, but still a good film though. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Definitely love The Shining. Um, oh my God. I'm like looking over at a movie now. What, what do I got in there? I have a whole bookcase. Oh yeah, Halloween for sure. Fun House. Yeah, The Descent. The Descent is like a, I guess you could, a newer horror film that ended up being fantastic to me because mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily love new horror. I'll go watch it. I'll give it a chance because I always will give horror a chance because I never want it to go away. Mm. And how do you feel about like all the remakes was... of the horror films now? Because it's just constant, isn't it? Or all like the unnecessary yeah, sequels as well. I guess, I guess like in some ways, certain ones are good and certain ones are bad. So Mm. I did like the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I think that was in 2004 or 2006, one of those. Um, I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, It was updated, but still kept to George Romero's kind of concept and script. But then there's other things like the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I will never watch that 
ever again. It was not good. I didn't like it. I thought it was a bit <laughs> I don't shit. even think the cast liked it. Mm. So and I'm not even a diehard like, Freddy fan, but I just thought the film was just a bit pony. Like I didn't really oh, like it. Same. Like I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Freddy fan. Like I definitely like Nightmare on Elm Street, but I'm not like mm. gun ho about it. But one hundred percent like that first film is fantastic. There is no just creepy, redoing like, it. Is or... it Robert? Um is it England? So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like even he was like mm. But the remake, but it was really good. Yeah. No, not the remake, it, sorry, the original. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. That just made me think I love Hellraiser. I don't know. Have you ever seen People Under the Stairs? I'm always trying to get people to watch People Under the Stairs. It's Never so heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, oh, my latest tat- uh, tattoo is Candyman. So that's wicked. Yeah. That is wicked. That puts my uh, Chucky tattoo to shame. Um, <laughs> see what if it shows. Hold on. Right. So first for the show, if you can see it there. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a awesome. Transformers also. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> uh, everyone knows I'm officially a geek, but I'm proud. I love it. I don't care. Okay. And so uh, that is awesome. Um, so based on that episode that I've just mentioned, um, the episode, and obviously the horror discussion we just had, can I ask a random question? Yeah, Nothing bad. You're like this. It's quite funny. So okay. if you could pick one horror movie character to be your tag team partner in wrestling who would it be and why hmm. wow i love this it's very creative thank you uh let me see see i don't want to go in like like a magic route or like you know like like i wouldn't use freddie because i don't really want that in my wrestling mm. i don't want you know that's where I, if your opponent's gonna sleep <laughs> yeah i mean then then you've already won so what's the point <laughs> right yeah, I feel like I would want like a juggernaut of some sort. So you mm-hmm. either want like Jason or Leatherface. How menacing would that be? I mean, they can't use their weapons though. So they got to be agile. They got to okay. be agile. It's not going to be extreme rules. It's going to be a standard tag team match. It's not a street fight. Nah. A standard tag. Oh. Nah, kind of. No, nah. I feel it might be an easier answer. I'll say extreme rules. Hmm. Okay. Weapons included. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Leatherface, because I feel like he'd be scrappy, mm. you know? I feel like he'd do whatever it takes. You can just go in and get the pin. You'll be fine. Huh. I'm not going to say Chucky. That's going to be your answer. But like, yeah, like Chucky's my boy. <laughs> when I saw him in WCW, I was just like, fucking love it. I'm probably the only person that loves that. When him, it's him and Scott, uh, not Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, and they're literally having a segment on WCW Nitro. I'm <laughs> just like, it's great. Everyone's like, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, it's the best yeah. thing I've ever seen. Oh, you know what? Anybody from horror, I could do like Wolfman or Frankenstein. I don't think yeah. actually Frankenstein would not be agile. No, nah. he wouldn't be agile. He'd be kind of like you know. But <laughs> yeah, Wolfman might be a good one. Wolfman's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll go with Wolfman. Right. Okay. So we've I mean, got... I'm I'm like partial. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm just I'm I'm booking it now. Like we're for real Canadian wrestling. We've got. Ava Lawless and <laughs> Wolfman against Wolfman. I, don't know, I can't really think of any tag teams, but, but I don't um, even know if that works because it's only on a full moon. Oh, <laughs> hard. Wait till a certain time. I gets might guess the hot tag. Like, oh. <laughs> or he's a normal dude, or he's Wolfman. Like I don't know if you can win there, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I oh, guess, like, maybe I got I got to choose Leatherface. 
Leatherface it is. We are booking Leatherface. Hopefully he can Book make it. the towns if he's not a busy man, you know, tormenting the lives of the yeah. innocents. Uh, that was really random. So I thought something different, you know. I think it's worse episodes. It's no, I love it. That I'm a fucking nerd, but I'm fucking proud of it. But it's great. It's great. Honestly, it's great. It's, uh, it's been it's been a fun conversation. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to ask what have been some of the proudest matches that you've had in your career so far? I need to illustrate the point so far because still early days for you. <laughs> yes, still early days. My proud, I, there's probably two. Um, I had one against Mike that was honestly not even for a crowd. It was just in training, but it was like 27 minutes long or something. And mm-hmm. it just showed me what I was capable of. And it showed me that putting my trust in him was the you know, the right thing to do because he, he was brilliant and it really tested my limits. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say two weeks ago when I faced heavy metal, it showed me just how like how emotional the crowd can get and how I guess how how crazy it is that we are capable of doing these things and telling these stories and pulling these emotions out of people. So yeah, for sure. This match I had in training with Mike was like the first time where I was like, this is magic. We're creating magic here, you know? Yeah. And then um t- yeah, two weeks ago when I faced heavy metal, I remember walking away from that and being like, wow, it's gonna be hard to top that one. <laughs> Ah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, because we've mentioned about the UK and Italy. Have you wrestled mm-hmm. outside of the UK? Um, not the fucking UK, sorry, let me try that again. Have you <laughs> wrestled outside of Canada yet? I haven't, and I would love to. I would really love to. There's certain spots in the States that I really want to hit. Um, mm-hmm. I would really like to go to Defy. They kind of give me that progress feeling, you know? Mm, Defy's um, good. I but like I know Randy there's Myers. a lot of, yeah. Yes. Yes. He's, he's from Canada, <laughs> but yeah, there's some, there's, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done if I want to do that. Um, there's also warrior wrestling in Chicago, which I would love. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I would love to dip my toes in England. So um, just, just say the yeah, accent nothing, and the chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's all I want is I just want you guys to give me the bants. Just banter me up. <laughs> oh, honestly, we, we're just, we are knobs. We just try to get ourselves over. But honestly, we just make it a good time. So it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I rather a loud crowd than a quiet crowd. So, nah, that's awesome. Last question: Is there anyone in wrestling right now that you have got your eye on that you would love to wrestle that you haven't? I mean, oh, that's a laundry list. Like, that's a quiet look, like the Jericho. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, my dream would be Oscar, mm-hmm. but that is, you know, quite big. I would love Jody Threat. Uh, she's from Canada. She's so intense. I just respect her a lot. Uh, um, yeah, I think those two would be, so they would be my top. Oh, I really like um, Alex Gracia. I think she's really cool. Mm. Um, the Pink Dream. Yeah, um, I really like watching her. I think she's fun. I love her look and I love what she brings to the table. So those are my three answers. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Where can the listeners? And the fans find you on social media. Um, on social media, on Instagram, you can find me at Lawless Ava, just Lawless Ava. And um, on Twitter, if you can handle, you know, my my footy takes and my music takes and my movie takes. I was close to reporting the Italy photo, by the way. Hey. I'm not bitter or, or anything, but, you know, it's, it's, I just thought it was coming home, but I'll, I'll shut up now. But, yep, so okay. pl- plug yourself, plug yourself, continue. 
Oh, sorry. Um, also, uh, Lawless Ava and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, Ava Lawless. Awesome. I'm going to put all the description in the details. Other way around, I keep fucking up today. It's really bad. Long day at work. <laughs> I will put all the details in the description. I want to thank you for coming on. I'm glad that you're feeling better. We made this happen. It's been a very, very fun episode. I've enjoyed talking to you. Well, I've got to know a bit more about you. And uh, honestly, early days for you. It's just only going to get better for you. So, oh, thank you. for everyone that's listened to this, there's going to be more episodes of What You Call It Podcast coming out soon. The reason I keep doing that is because of Jersey Shore, the way Vinny goes, awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, probably D. Another Polly botch. I'm literally the botch machine today. My name's not oh George my God. Booker. It's George Botcher today. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm quite ashamed you know of myself. You got to brush up on your Jersey Shore. <laughs> It's t-shirt time. <laughs> I love that show. Um, well, we could be here for another hour if we talk about it. <laughs> okay, favorite character from Jersey Shore. Go. Oh, uh, Snooky, obviously. Yeah, really? But, uh, well, you know what? I've turned around on the situation. The situation, eh? Like he, oh man, he went from you know your typical douchebag to just so funny and like. The way he eats food, I relate to him. Oh, he's, he's so, obsessed, isn't he? Um, I love, but the fact that he becomes clean oh. and, and sober and can genuinely see changed. And, and oh, there goes yeah. in prison, but that's but luckily he gets eight month sentence. And it just, he hasn't changed. And he's literally become a better person. I love that. No, yeah. Yeah, he definitely turned it around. So super funny. And those two, yeah, comedic gold. I've got, I've got to go with Paulie D and maybe Ronnie, but Ronnie in Jersey Shore Vacation has just become a mess with the stuff with his, um, yeah. I can't remember Mrs. Jenny, it's, it's Jen, and then like he's getting beaten up by her, but he's denying it, and it's just, oh, it's yeah, bad. yeah, Ronnie brings the drama, which is what reality TV is all about, oh yeah, um, but, Fre uh, French fry, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Snooks, I just love her, she's very funny. She really matures after she had kids. I noticed that when she gets married as well. Also, loved her WrestleMania match. Like, oh, which teams every, up with Trish and John Morrison. Yeah, I remember when people were being all like poo poo about it, but like, she, girl was well, into it. She didn't fuck up anything. She looked athletic. She, you know, she got a pop. I mean, yeah. she did her job basically and brought, you know, portion of the audience from Jersey Shore to watch WrestleMania. Yeah. And the same with like Bad Bunny. He did amazing. He did fantastic. So, like, he actually yeah, did fantastic. So good. Yeah. I mean like Miz and Morrison deserve their credit for what they did. But Bad Bunny obviously he, he brought it as well and I just I oh, I brought him one of the best celebrity yeah, matches too. I've ever seen. Yeah loved him for it. Like you could tell there was passion there. And same mm. with Snooks like she went into it being like I'll give this a shot. Like I will actually mm. try. So respect. I, I mean, people forget, like, she's quite black. She used to do cheerleading stuff. And sometimes, yeah. like, Jesus, how's this meatball doing? I'm only, I'm not, because she calls herself. <laughs> I, I drink every time. Um, what's her mate's, what's her mate's name? Uh, Dina. Yeah. Anytime she says, meatball, me and the meatballs, we're going to drink the yeah. meatball. Oh, my God. Just be hammered. I made a joke. Because I'm Italian, I made a joke that if I was ever in a tag team, we'd be called the meatballs. So. You should do it. <laughs> it's, it's, just, been... it's just a joke. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Or would it not fit with the sort of dark persona that you have? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm Italian, but I, I don't know if just I come out to like the Jersey Shore thing. Just like... <laughs> it's a Jersey thing. Just... No grenades tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
Awesome, awesome. So, or it can be longer. Uh, we just added a couple more minutes to talk about Jersey Shore. Mwah, love it, brilliant. But um, I will officially wrap this episode up. There's going to be more episodes of What Do You Call It podcast coming out soon. I've got Tucker from WWE next week. Stay tuned and have a good weekend. Hello, everyone. I have a special announcement for my next guest. Hey, I'm Ava Lawless, and you're going to want to tune in because I'm the next guest on What Do You Call It? podcast. You heard.